Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Gonna throw it. Slant. This bugs for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. You don't get no better than that, man. Lacked up to short middle Beatty with the catch, and he's gonna jet his way into the end zone. Missouri touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left, it's 35 to the 40. Left side line around the man. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my longtime brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And once again on the show, fresh off of a camping trip with a bunch of freaks, it's Twink Caleb. Howdy, friends. So uh, welcome back, Caleb. It's uh, good to have you, as always, especially after a t- unexpected Tiger win. The Missouri Tigers went on the road to face state number 25 ranked South Carolina Gamecock squad and came away with the 23 to 10 victory. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. You guys have to admit that I'm right. That Drinkwitz is the coach of the future. Yeah. And he's the greatest coach that there ever was or will be. And we won this football game. And that also means Brady cooks, the greatest quarterback that ever was or will be. (laughs) And all of these things are I'm saying are true. Well, and I've been fighting Colin on it all year long. I've been sort of suspect and critical of Brady Cook's play and Eli Drinkwitz coaching and play calling, but he's been saying stick with it, guys, because they're the best. They're really Trust good. Trust the process. That's right. So, Colin, I owe you a big apology. <laughs> Thank you. Um, honestly, though, I mean, Missouri started out of the gate white hot i guess they're well not out of the gate but their second drive 96 yards just like slow methodical it looked like brady cook was a man in charge and really never looked back despite a few mistakes i'm sure we'll get into that were very mizzou-esque they never did anything that put themselves in enough jeopardy and frankly south carolina was so bad that uh, they never did anything to take advantage of missouri mistakes but it was an overwhelming mizzou win our defense made me feel confident from the word go. Like, I don't think they're ever going to be able to score against us because we're effing good. And Spencer Rattler is garbage. Yeah. Hot I've been, garbage. Hot, hot, garbage. Yeah. I've been waiting on this game all season just to see what uh, Spencer Rattler paid off to be. And that guy is 
he, I guess he just made the world's greatest high school mixtape because he has been nothing like they thought he was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he comes over from Oklahoma and wasn't great there, but I mean, South Carolina, they, he did a sell job on South Carolina because they were hyped for this kid coming out of this. I mean, I, I haven't watched South Carolina as closely as I have maybe some of the other schools in the SEC this year, but I did, you know, my pregame prep work that I'm known for diligently working on prep. Sure. And uh, a South Carolina guy on, I can't remember what show, was saying, uh, one of the oh, beat, you are prepared. Yeah, one of the beat writers. <laughs> no, I think it was Gabe's show. I don't know. Was saying that, <laughs> that uh, you know, he was asked about Spencer Rattler, and he said, uh, you know, he will occasionally make a throw that you're like, wow, I don't think we've ever seen a South Carolina quarterback who could make that throw. And he goes, and then he'll proceed to make three terrible plays that will just be as bad as you can possibly have. And I was like, well, if this is true, then uh, good. You know, that's good to hear. And it seems like I, I, we never even saw the good throws. It was just bad Spencer oh. Rattler. And I don't know. I mean, Shane Beamer had won four straight. They were nationally ranked in the top 25, five and two. And it looked like South Carolina was a real team. And they, they did not bring a real team Saturday. I mean, Missouri had a much easier time with this team than <laughs> on the road than they did against Vanderbilt at home. Let's get one thing straight. Spencer Rattler's just Russell Wilson of college football. <laughs> I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. So we um... – Two Columbia's one cup. I think you dubbed it, Brennan. Yeah, I like uh, we get to get take that home that, uh, that cup home uh, yeah. for the fourth year straight. My goodness, I and and it's not like we have been a um, unstoppable force of nature for those last four seasons either. Mm-hmm. You know, no. it's been it's been some pretty truculent times. I our defense is playing. <laughs> I don't think you so use that well. word right? I, I don't either. <laughs> but I'll tell you this: uh, <laughs> I screenshotted something that uh, our good friend and contemporary in the media. Mm-hmm. Gabe Yarman posted. Sure, our peer. Uh, which basically, <laughs> our peer, yes, he is. Just some numbers from 21 to 22 for the defense. Points allowed went from 33 points a game to 23. A rushing went from 227 to 111. Literally cutting these numbers in half. Yards per carry, 5.3 to 3.8. Passing yards allowed, 206 to 173. And yards per play, they're uh, went from 6.3 to five. So, I mean, they're just, they're markedly better in every category than they were a year ago. The crazy thing with is virtually the same t- players, except for some transfers. I know it really is. You know, the crazy thing is that the defensive coordinator position has been an absolute revolving door since Eli Drinkwitz got here. And he just seemed to magically hit a fucking home run with his in-house hire with Blake Baker. I mean, is Blake Baker getting too much credit for this? I mean, he's the architect of it, right? It's his deal. Like, he should – this defense is elite. Like, it's top-tier SEC defense material, right? I mean, we're doing this against well, Georgia, is, not just Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Like, we're, they're good. And the crazy thing is is that last year we weren't just bad. We were epically bad, like worst in the country bad. We've gone worst in the country bad to, like, based on the last two or three performances, we're probably top ten in the nation in defense. The way it looks. Yeah. And it gives a, uh, it's a finger in the eye to all those homers who want to let the Conzo Martins of the world and uh, (laughs) the Eli Drinkwitz's, you got to give a guy eight years to get things turned around. It just takes time. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Ask Blake Baker how much time it takes to turn it around. Just be good at your job. Well, that brings us to Eli Drinkwitz. And again, I'm going to reiterate, and I know you both of you guys are against this, but I'm saying he knows how to recruit. Sure. That's the hardest thing to find in a coach, bar none. You know, I feel like he can get his legs under 
underneath him calling plays. He can get his legs underneath him running a program. Like he's figuring it out. He had one year at App State, then he became Mizzou's coach. And I don't want to make excuses for him, but I just, I'm going to give him so much more latitude than I ever gave Conzo Martin because he does the one thing that is the most important in college sports well to this point, recruiting. And I saw somebody kind of hit me about that on Twitter about, well, his class isn't that great this year. It's still way ahead of where we usually typically are. You know, and then last year he went crazy with recruiting. And so, and every year is not going to be that. But the point is, is that as long as he continues to maintain uh, a good level of recruiting, I mean, you're going to have to suffer some slings and arrows with this guy and hope that he figures it out. I'm just not ready to get rid of him yet because of the recruiting. Well, I hope he has the same luck with uh, an offensive coordinator as he did with a defensive coordinator because I truly hope he hires one because his offense is absolutely brutal to watch, even when you're beating South Carolina. Well, I don't know. That I mean, offense I, is trash. <laughs> I will say the, bi- <laughs> the big thing I noticed, and I haven't seen a lot of talk about it, this game versus other Mizzou games this season – that seemed to be a big factor. Maybe it was just the offensive line had a better way or de- South Carolina's defensive line was trash. But it seemed to me that they used Cook differently in this game. It looked like Cook was assigned. Cook looked good. Cook was, I'm not a Cook fan. He looked good. But it looked like what they did with him was run first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had some short passes yeah. and stuff, but it was a lot less of the sort of cutesy side-to-side stuff, and it was a lot more of – quarterback keeper or option plays. And I'll say this one thing I will credit cook for, because we have trash cook hard a lot this season and they absolutely deserve some credit after this win. He had South Carolina completely on their heels with all those option plays. The, you know, the Mr. Advantage of the Mr. X South Carolina team that bit on everything. Oh yeah. South Carolina (laughs) was so aggressive. They bit on everything, every play action, Mm -hmm. every, Run pass option. I mean, like they bit on everything, and it was so helpful to Cook's game. I don't because know. The, one of the biggest difference I saw is that Cook could get yardage with the quarterback draws and yeah. the uh, run pass Whoa. options, like that he wasn't getting other games. Well, and let's be honest. Before we get any further, I want to get this on the table. Listen, because I know there's a lot of people like, see, Cook's the greatest ever. I'm like, Cook had oh, a decent please. game. He managed yeah. the game. His first. He was one. a good game manager, and all it tells me is that if we had somebody that was could just be a game manager, we'd probably won at least two more games on this season, at least. But he's been so bad that even this defense couldn't win with him. But if he'll just manage the game, the defense is good enough to take us to the promised land. They've, they've, they're letting uh, less than 20 points score a game that in the last like, five games. It's crazy. deserves better. Yeah. That the, defense. Yes. Oh, my God. They deserve so much. It was literally what I would compare it to is when we had like uh, – Eric Berry and Houston for Kansas City when they were just, you know, money. Super good, and our offense was shit. And the only chance we stayed in the game was our defense for Kansas City. And then, yeah, it's Mizzou all over again. Yeah, I'm so glad we have two guys to make constant Chiefs references now. (laughs) Fuck. Um, God bless them. Well, and and the the thing, to your point, Colin, like – the people who are the Homer fans, the rah rah guys, are going to say like, "See, everything's fixed because we had one good game," and obviously, one game does not a season make, and it doesn't take away all the things that have been bad this season. And even within this game, it must be said, like you talk about how good the defense is, the takeaway from Spencer Rattler on the eleven yard line, we give the, you know, it's fourteen nothing or seventeen nothing at that point. We could 
this could have been a backbreaker. We get zero points out of that. We give the offense the ball on the eleven yard line. We end up with zero points out of it. That is a that is a twenty twenty two Mizzou problem all year long. You know, not just the inept offense that can't move the ball eleven yards to the end zone, but Jesus Christ. Harrison Mevis, fuck, make a kick. You know what I mean? Like it's can you he can only make 50-yard kicks now? Is that his thing? I know I might take a little heat for this, but you cannot tell me that Harrison Mevis swelling up like a dog tick this year has not <laughs> affected his ability to kick the football. I mean, he would have been a great kicker, and all of a sudden he just injects nacho cheese in his veins for the entire offseason. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't make short kicks. You can't tell me there's no correlation there. And I think somebody gave me a little heat, well, gave us a little heat, because I said the only thing he is winning All-American honors for this year is in a pie-eating contest. <laughs> that may sound a little harsh. fries are back at Taco Bell. <laughs> and that may sound a little harsh, but are you trying to tell me that he can't eat pie? Because the guy can eat pie. <laughs> well, it reminds me of like another sports reference. I always hate uh, when professional athletes get fat. Like mm-hmm. Billy Butler used to play for the Royals and he came in every year. He's a big fat tub of shit. I'm like, your whole job is to be a professional athlete and you can't put down the fucking peanut butter long enough to get thin. And like Dwayne Bowe used to show up to Chiefs camp 25 pounds overweight every offseason. It's like, you motherfucker, your entire job is just to go to the gym once a day into the out the offseason. Please, for the love of Christ. <laughs> it's and not like I you're an offensive lineman. Like it's Harrison Mevis. I get it. You're a kicker. You don't need to be in peak physical form but you also don't need to be gilbert grape's mom from that movie (laughs) (laughs) some guys just got the talent remember jamarcus russell yeah built like a brick could throw 70 yards from the knee like some guys just got it yeah it's one thing if you're on purple drank the entire time he's in the nfl uh it's you're not an offensive lineman man you know what i mean like just (laughs) run a lap eat a salad well i maybe Listen, maybe we're about that. Okay, uh, I get it. But at the end of the day, like, there's got to be some explanation. He can't hit short kicks, and maybe we're making light of it, but something is wrong. And when Rinkwitz is afraid to do anything in the red zone, I don't know if you noticed this, he doesn't throw once they get inside the 10 yard line. You know, he is just like this we're going to throw laterally or we're going to run, but there's no way we're going to take any chances down here. And your kicker can't kick inside of 30 yards now. That concerns me for the offense despite winning this game. Makes the defense's job a lot easier when you eliminate all those options. How about that 50-yarder? That was one of the weirdest kicks I've ever seen. Just, like, barely made it in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, I'll take the son of a bitch, though. Yeah, I'll leave it all day. Yeah. And then he doinged another one through. Anyway, it was a great win. You know what I mean? Like, we we dominated South Carolina on the road. It we was needed a it. top 25 win. It was a conference win. It was a road win. We weren't good at any of those things, and they all came together in one go. Not to mention how butthurt South Carolina was about it. This was the fourth straight year we beat South Carolina, and much like all these SEC teams, they act like this has never happened before. (laughs) Yeah, first time, first time. And that spells great sour grace, which we will get into later in this show because – Fucking a! I mean, it's some of the best sour grapes we've had. I didn't think we'd do sour grapes all year long. I mean, you listen to the intro of our show. We, we've got twenty twenty highlights in that intro now because there weren't any highlights, and I feel like we can pull some now. I mean, uh, Dominique Lovett. We haven't. We're like twenty minutes in the show. We haven't even mentioned Dominique Lovett. He's an all star man. He was everywhere. And yeah, when we needed targets, ten receptions. 
150 yards. Hard to beat that. <laughs> but yeah, he looked great. He was always there for, and if you're wide open and Cook has time, he can deliver the ball. Cook was accurate. You know, and Cook looked like yep. he was not an absolute train wreck disaster in this game. And I'll tip the hat to him, you know, and I hope it continues, but I'm not willing to crown him Mizzou's greatest quarterback like some folks are after one good performance. We got to beat Kentucky because we need one more game besides New Mexico State if yeah. this team even wants to make the worst bowl possible. So that should tell you where we are in this season and how bad things have been. If we need to make the worst bowl that the college football world can produce, we need one more win besides New Mexico State. And Kentucky, I think, is our best shot at that win. They're kind of reeling themselves. and But I don't know. I mean, we played terribly against Vanderbilt at home. We looked really good against South Carolina. The whole season in the SEC has been weird. I don't know what to make of it. you uh, got to take advantage of the home games. And they got Kentucky at home next week. Huge. Kentucky's favored by two points, which I thought was the, weird um, when South Carolina was only favored by four, but we'll see what happens. I'm, honestly, I don't know. It'll all come down to Cook, obviously, because like our defense, though, is good enough that I honestly feel like we got a chance in every game this season except maybe uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Because Tennessee, Tennessee even, Mizzou's, even Mizzou's A-game defense, their A-game defense, let's say they keep they only that Tennessee only scores 24 points. You know, that's their A game. They go above about most teams have, and they 28 points, something like that. That's going to be just way too high a mountain for this offense to climb. Because he just, um, this offense, I just can't depend on what happened this week with Brady Cook. No. You just can't depend on it. I did like seeing Elijah Young. I like seeing like something change. I know they started a new offensive lineman for that Walters guy. Tight end. Um, got, yeah, they started a new there. tight end. Not that they that made any fucking difference because they never used the tight end anyway, but. They've been they're, they're playing around with things. The secondary continues to be unreal. Rakestraw, yeah. I think, got hurt, and that Northwood kid had to come in and immediately ends the game with a pick. Carlisle had a uh, forced a fumble. You know, continues to be uh, just a force to be reckoned with. McGuire is having the having the year of his life, and even though Jeffcoat hasn't really uh, showed up like a, the way McGuire has. When I was watching that game yesterday, he was in the backfield several times. The fumble, in fact, that Carlisle caused was because Jeffcoat got in the background and flushed him from the pocket. And he had to take off. They're playing remarkably well. I mean, there's just, just no way to complain about the defense, honestly. No, and but I do have the same concerns about Arkansas that you do for Tennessee. Arkansas's offense, anyway, is pretty fucking Uh-oh. legit. Arkansas can score a lot of points. And even though I think we will hold Arkansas to fewer points than they're accustomed to. I just, like you, don't have any faith in our offensive ability to produce consistently. So, I mean, it really does come down to next week in the Kentucky game. But who knows? It, any given week, anything can happen. I think the Georgia game showed us that. The thing that I did want to mention, too, about this game and how successful it was, was Eli Drinkwood's post-game press conference. He immediately took to scolding the media because Brady Cook played well. And we'd criticize the team, we'd criticize the coach, we'd criticize Brady Cook, and he basically told the media what they need to be writing about is how they couldn't win without this kid. On one hand, I understand that it's a coach's job to protect his players, but Eli Drinkwitz has whined consistently about getting criticism about poor play. And I I can't roll my eyes hard enough, and he really wants all the credit now 
that they won a game and he's really mad that they criticized him when they lost games. And it, to me, it reminds me of... I do want the credit without any of the blame. Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> yeah. Drinkowitz gave he's us it. another season of what could have been. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, we should have beat Georgia with any quarterback at all. We would have beat Georgia. I mean... Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit at all. Auburn, obviously, still no, on my shit list. <laughs> the thicker kicker shat the bed against Auburn. That's two, like I said, two wins right there. Uh, yeah. And then Florida, Florida, a very winnable game. We let that one get away from us too. Yeah, look, it is loser talk to talk about what could have been, right, and about the things, yeah. the ifs and buts. But in fact, it's reality. Like those games were in our hands, and we let them go. And the yeah. the offensive. 11-yard non-drive we had against South Carolina was indicative of the things that did make us lose. But we're turning things around. I said he used to be a piece of shit. He's not anymore. Like, they did look better against South Carolina. But I, it's hard to say because you have to measure that against about how bad is South yeah. Carolina because South Carolina looked we're pretty fucking bad. So, we're so limited with Brady Cook. And even I say that even after he's him having a good game. I mean, there's a reason Drinkowitz just – threw away a timeout in like 47 seconds and a half. Cause he's like, there's a better chance that Brady cook, you know, does something backbreaking here than the chances him driving up the field in a few seconds to get in his points. Because what he knows is that Brady cook is so terribly limited that we have to go on 78 yard grinded out drives to score. But in a two minute offense, forget it. We're just, we'll just, we'll just kneel on it and we're going to go locker. And we're not aggressive in the uh, red zone because Brady cook is limited. Like there are things inherently with this team that are just going to limit us. And because he had one good game doesn't mean he, we're, he's absolved of all the, the frailties he has. It doesn't mean Drinkowitz is suddenly a great coach. We won a game, guys, and everybody's happy about it. But Drinkowitz need not scold anyone about the criticism because it's all been valid. Well, good news. Horn's going to get his red shirt now, so that's great news because – if he's anything like we hope, he's totally going to stick around all those years. So. Hey, who is who is Horn? Oh, that guy that's just uh, sitting on the bench that's not physically ready, but uh, two heads yeah. taller than everybody else on the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah but good? you don't get to check him for pubes like Drinkwitz does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it, again, another game goes by and we see no Sam Horn. And, you know, this was Brady Cook's game, right? Like this was yeah. when Brady Cook makes his sort of highlight reel of his college career, <laughs> when he goes to the NFL, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> it'll all be this game. You know what I mean? Like this was Brady Cook's highlight reel. So I said he used to be a piece of shit. He's not anymore. Good for him, but... Uh, I, the thing about it is we may not make a bowl. We may be relying on that Arkansas game to be bowl eligible. And we might not see one minute of Sam Horn play. And I do think even if he – Sam Horn's our future, right? Like he's going to be the starting quarterback yeah. in the future. And if you don't prepare him in an entire season, in the NCAA gives you four fucking games to preserve a red shirt. And if you don't play him once, coaching malpractice. It is coaching malpractice. you got to get this son of a bitch in the, a game. Uh, I heard one of the press box super friends kind of make this argument. Meanwhile, back with the press box super friends. And that when the season is going down the toilet, it doesn't make any sense to play a guy who's going to be gone. It doesn't make any sense to pay Jack Abraham because Jack Abraham's going to be gone. Now, really, the only, he's only 28. thing that makes sense is to get Cook some reps so he's ready for next year. And everything else is sort of a waste if the season really falls off the rails. I mean, theoretically, 
we are still capable of making a bowl game. So we're not there yet. But if you drop a couple games and you don't get Horn in there and you don't get him any time, then you've just lost the only opportunity you could have really had something positive come out of the season. Did you all uh, see that it was just Jack Abraham's birthday? Was it? Uh, it I, I saw he got his AARP card. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago, but he's like, yeah, 35 now. <laughs> Do you think he regrets coming to Mizzou now? I mean, he, he comes here to finish out his college career. and he I don't gets, think he had a lot of options. Well, that's true, too. He throws two interceptions, and that's the end of That's his swan song. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brutal. I made a joke about, or I was around him and I made a joke about Back to the Future and he got the reference. So oh. it's probably, <laughs> Pretty bad. it's probably time for him to move on. <laughs> That's true. Well, speaking of move on, fellas, it's probably time we take our first break. We, uh, we have a, a lot of voicemails and I am curious to hear what people thought about this. There may be some I told you so's, but I think a lot mm-hmm. of people. We'll uh, be excited. No soup kitchen today, boys. No soup hey, kitchen is, today. Yeah. Is there any chance uh, Carolina Jackpot called? Dude, I need to call. I, I got in touch with Carolina Jackpot, asked if he'd want to be on the show. And then after the game, I said, do you still want to be on the show? And he said he would. So we'll work on that in the break. But till then, <laughs> we'll have voicemails for you. We'll have sour grapes. We'll have all the business. Uh, this is the Mazzotcast. Hey guys, Mazodcast is now on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can join our Patreon page and get extra content from the guys, outtakes from the show, and any insider news that we have, we provide it there first. It doesn't cost much and your support helps the show. Join the Mazodcast Patreon and be part of the team. Here are our secrets. are back and i think we got a lot more to talk about with the south carolina win it was fucking exciting i don't want to undersell how exciting it was but let's just get into the mailbag now because i want to hear what you all had to say here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to will what's up boys hold on gotta make sure i keep my voice under 45 seconds let me turn on the timer all right go 45 seconds Guys, oh, we got a game today in South Carolina, and I don't know, because this team is just so hard to watch. The defense is great. When the offense comes in the field, I'm just like, oh, God, you know, what are they going to do now? God, or whoever, whoever you believe in, please, with some spiritual person, be with all of us Mizzou fans as we endure uh, Brady Cook out of the helm again today. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised as time goes on. These are chronological, as yeah, I always remind you. Because... Because I think, you know, Brady Cook played fine. He was fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think fine was enough. If Brady Cook will play like he did today, which was fine, we'll be fine. The defense is good enough that fine is fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Why did no one tell me before this that Mizzou was a national <laughs> championship uh, caliber team? I wish everyone in my comment section on my uh, 
my YouTube chat here is telling me right now the live stream I'm doing this game. Uh, you know, hey, Jackpot. Like fucking abysmal in this game. Uh, we're ranked number 25. We're ranked number 25. Let's read our fucking crest clipping. Act like we're the goddamn next thing since slice. Red, this is fucking ridiculous. We're making this damn broke dick. He sounds under three beers. Garbage can with two legs quarterback Brady Cook. Uh, look like he's, uh, you know, uh, Hendon Hooker's little brother. Uh, some bitch runs in for a <laughs> touchdown point at the fucking crowd. Like he's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Just, uh, it, it, it's ridiculous right now. Uh, offense's line looks like garbage. Defensive line looks like garbage. Letting some no name, uh, is that fucking transfer from a junior college? That's fucking, that's fucking, uh, yep. that, that's elementary school garbage. First rate. No, not first rate. Last rate. It's, it's broke dick. It's broke dick. I'm fucking mad right now. I'm real mad. But uh, you know what? Uh, we're going to get it right in the second quarter, by God. Uh, Game talk, you know, instead of winning this thing by 50, it might be by 25 right now. But uh, uh, we still got you. Uh, you know, fuck you. Uh, M-I-Z-Z-O, me and you, except for today, though, by God. You're not my friends. Oh, Carolina jackpot, you sweet child of summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. <laughs> the winter's coming. You know, he's calling back and he's not going to be happy. I don't know. What's the over under on how many jackpot calls we get today? I'm saying three. I'm going to at least two and eight. a half. I, I'm going to take the over on three. Boys, in the quarter one, the zoo up seven to zero. But don't you worry. I got my cup on in case they decide to come and kick us in the balls. M-I-Z. Smart move. I made a corpse reviver before the game to try to get this uh, toe tagged off as going. So far, it's working. Go zombie cook, M-I-Z. <laughs> Inevitably, it's Kevin from Kirkwood, and I spent most of the first half watching the uh, Leeds United, the Liverpool Leeds United game. Like and, uh, that was a great one. Leeds won. I'm happy for that. I'm a Leeds fan. I turned it over to Mizzou. We're winning 14 nothing. What the hell's going on? See ya. I'm garbage, man. Hot, hot, garbage. We don't know. We don't know what happened, but we liked it. Hearts. The heart's making Brady Cook run really good today. Just got to that. Yeah, his tough heart showed itself. <laughs> He's got the, oh, how many? We should start a game where every time the uh, announcers at one of these games calls Brady Cook tough, tough, or one of the coaches calls him tough, that we take a shot. Nobody would be absolutely fucking blackout drunk by the end of one of these broadcasts. Nobody calls him tough more than Eli Drinkwood. Tough is what the coaches always call the kid who never plays at the end of the year. If, tough and heart. If if every kid had a heart like this on this team, we'd be national championships. If every kid he's was this tough. tough he's tough as nails, Brennan. Tougher than a $2 all, steak. Did you all notice the play where he, uh, he ended up running for like 20 yards? But like the backfield's all cleared out, and he gets the ball. It's like a QB draw, and he like half-ass kind of – fakes a handoff slash turns around and then still has time to turn around and run for 20 yards. I'm like, man, he looked good today, but also we're playing South Carolina. I mean, that was brutal. Yeah, South oh, Carolina was bad. That's what I mean. I, it's easy to look at the stat line and the win and say he had a great game. He had a he had an okay. He yeah. had a fine game. He, he missed plenty of open receivers. What you're sort of alluding to, Caleb, I think, is he just – his timing is really bad. He, he's it's yeah. it's a bit of a disjointed mess, and and Carolina bit so hard on everything, and their defense was disjointed enough and slow enough that had he pulled that that same play against Alabama, he'd have looked like Dewey off not another teen movie where they split him in half. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, new references. I, the by the bell reference for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the 2000s at least. Yeah, yeah. Caleb's bringing up our references by decade. Not <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Carolina Chatbot taking over voicemail line again. Of course, uh, going into halftime, uh, Mizzou 17, Gamecock 7. It seems like the game's got a different feel to it. Uh, Mizzou fans, I'm looking at them in the stands, got a little bit of worry in their eye. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, uh, proved, uh, right there before half that, uh, his balls, uh, permanently stay in his purse, uh, if he has any at all, as though it's, you know, a little over half a minute ago. He starts to run no offensive plays and just sit on it. Uh, kind of like Luther Burton proved that he's a, uh, a big pussy and sat on his ass. If anybody saw that earlier in the game when he knew he was going to get tackled by a South Carolina defender and get absolutely taken to the damn house. Um, he proved that he was a big puss, and uh, we're just going to sit down. Uh, they can put a vagina on his helmet. They need to take that strip tigers off the side of it uh, because he is a big old gaping gash. Uh, now, what are we going to have in the second half? Uh, South Carolina's coming back in this game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. We're a second-half team. I've uh, mm, many sure. times before, um, especially against uh, East Carolina, who's coming back from down 17 against them twice. Uh, while I was in attendance and uh, won both times. So uh, y'all are getting lumped into the damn ECU category. Uh, I love you guys. I love the work that you do uh, as, as well as you know, most of anybody else in the free world who has any sense does. But uh, today you just don't have it. Um, and we're going to come back and win this game. Like I said, Mizzou, being in the SEC, you're kind of like the uh, the fat kid that was getting picked for dodgeball in middle school. Y'all are the fat kid that did not get picked at all. So they got put on the team with the cool kids. That's what you are. That's all that you are. And um, I'll see y'all later. Hot garbage! Hot garbage! Hobo cum! Hobo cum! And all that good stuff. It's pretty ballsy to make these calls uh, halftime. You know what I mean? Like, Especially knowing yeah. in hindsight how this went. Um, I am curious mm-hmm. to see see what direction the call is. Especially knowing your quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. I, well, I feel very comfortable in the over. I'm, I'm letting Carolina Jackpot have these, though, because it's his team. We all know how it hurts to watch our team just fucking lay an egg. We've seen it often. And we know that we know that the calls are going to get hot and good so come second half. Where did y'all find Fat Elvis, the kicker, and why <laughs> does he like living on the edge so much against South Carolina? Doink, 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 it's good. Doink, 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 it's good. Fuck this guy. Fuck the fat Jeffrey Dahmer over on the sidelines, that fucking dork you have for a coach. I swear, we are sitting here losing to fucking Gomer Pyle and his damn 10-yard slant fucking offense. And this fucking trash can quarterback, Brady Cook, and this throwaway Juco transfer. I swear. I am embarrassed to be a GameCop fan today. Fuck my life. I love it. I think Fat Elvis might be Mevis' new nickname. I mean, we're past Thicker Cooker at this point. It's Fat Elvis. Yeah. See, this game, I feel like, all but ensures the fact that we're going to go 500. And because it's a ranked road win, everyone's going to be like, oh, this is Drink's marquee win, and all the heat's going to be off of him. But he's only ever won a game at home, at South Carolina, and at Vanderbilt. So year three, and he's only won a game in three different stadiums. I remain unimpressed. 
I, I feel for this call because I'm, you know, I said last week that I'm off team drink wits and I, I'm not saying fire him. I'm just saying he has to win me back. And today was a first step. This weekend was a first step, but I'm not back on team drink wits just because we had one yeah. game. He played one of the worst nationally ranked teams ever. How South Carolina ever got to 25 is impressive in itself because they are not good. <laughs> no, they were not good. Can't wait to hear them sour grapes. In Carolina jackpot, Drinkwitz is your daddy. Wife's finally getting the Mizzou whiskey dick. Woo! <laughs> it's been a while. Carolina jackpot is all the sour grapes so far. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's just jackpot grapes. I can't believe our co- fucking coaching staff is so damn stupid. They're going to let this kid sit around back there, run around, take a bunch of fucking sacks, not replace this fucking ass because he fucking sucks. They don't have the balls to make the big decisions that they need to when it fucking counts. And as a result, lose a game to this fucking dork. This fucking Gomer Pyle imposter over here on the sideline giving an interview to the damn SEC reporters at the end of this fucking game like he's just won the damn Super Bowl. God dang it, man. I hate fucking football. I'm going to start fucking watching it. Stop watching it. Start, stop, what? Stop, I'm going to stop fucking watching it. I'm done with it. I'm done watching it. There's other things to do in life, like rake leaves, hike, enjoy um, fine cuisine, dining, traveling, and, and other things. Football just like, it's fucking, it's overrated as fuck, and, and I'm done with it. He'll be back. Yeah, you'll be back, Carolyn Jake. But, uh, yeah, Mizzou's made teams fire coaches, and now it's like made people quit watching football. It's all we have to cheer for, really. Got them sour grapes. <laughs> That's the call. <laughs> as much trash as we have talked on Brady Cook, Spencer Rattler is hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. As Hobo comes. Yes, he is. Hot dog water. Hobo comes. Hot dog water. We made a fool out of him. M I Z. Man, I saw a uh, South Carolina guy made a reference to hot dog water in one of his tweets over the weekend, and I thought. Is he listening to our show? Because, like, who else? Hot dog water isn't a term, right, outside of this show's world? I mean, it's South Carolina. That's pretty much just their water out there. <laughs> that's what they call soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what they feed. That's the first meals they feed infants. <laughs> they also believe that orange soda is a acceptable substitute for breast milk. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they weren't worried about the uh, formula <laughs> shortage as long as it was crushed. <laughs> What's up, Sunday, fucking idiot? Baby. It's sour grape time. Jay, Brian, do your fucking thing. Let's go. To celebrate, I'm going to kill every single one of my fucking chickens and eat them raw. And a tail visit on this fucking podcast. Again, I'm going to light myself on fire. Caleb, this get on the fucking dark. show. All right. Love you guys. Go fuck yourselves. Bye. <laughs> Phil. At least super- spare the chickens. <laughs> well, I don't know how this works out for you, super fan Phil. Bear Caleb. Caleb the Greek did not show up, but we did bring Twink Caleb, so I don't know if you're still gonna set yourself on fire and eat raw chickens. Really hope not. Yeah, we all love Bear Caleb. We all love the Greek, but um he's as reliable as a ninety year old's heart on. <laughs> so since we already have a sweet theme song called Caleb the Greek, and we have a Caleb who is a degenerate gambler. Yeah. I mean, sick. He's sick. Yeah. Maybe we should call Caleb the Twink. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even they could change the song to Caleb the Twink. Caleb the Twink. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. 
Yeah. But, uh, we could bring back the gambling segment and, and have the lot of lead pipe lock of the week. It's a lot of lead pipe. Oh, pussy. What would your mother say? Which would have been Mississippi State this week. Yeah. I heard uh, Caleb tried to convince me that was a that was the play. Arkansas is what he tried to get me on. I wish I had taken it. I took it. Yeah, I missed the theme song more than I missed Caleb, honestly. <laughs> this is my point. Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls like they want to get them some of that. It's the balding lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Twink. 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 You got a lot to live up to with that. Hey, you fucking idiots. It's me again. Uh, don't forget to tune in. Tonight to the World Series and watch the best catcher in baseball. Fuck the Astros. Go Phillies. Let's go. Woo! Yeah, I don't care about the Phillies, but uh, nobody likes the Astros. So, sure, Phil, we're on your team. M-I-Z, baby! True, son, A7 down here in Fort Long Beach, Florida. Hell of a win by the Tigers. Always a good win. Get that Mayor's Cup back in Columbia. Went on the road. We played a clean game. That defense is flying around. The offense did what it had to do, didn't make too bad of crazy mistakes. Third down conversions, no crazy stupid turnovers. Brady Cook just palming it and just, just driving him down the field and, make, and not turning it over like Rattler, that little shit. I'm glad that was a great win. It was a well-coached game. Always great to win a trophy. Shut the Carolina fans up. Four games now in a row, we're becoming their boogie, man. We're becoming their Kentucky like ours, which I will be in attendance for next week. Let's get that W M I Z. Yeah, usually if you want to shut up a South Carolina fan, you have to shove a fried bologna sandwich in it. <laughs> so I drunkenly watched most of that game, and did Brady Cook look serviceable? Talk me off this ledge. Looks fine. M I Z. He was fine. I think he was fine. Caleb, it's fine. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I thought he was fine. It's fine. So fuck you, Carolina jackpot. Actually, <laughs> no, I I take that back a little bit. He he's a nice guy. Uh, despite some of the drunken voicemails he's left lately that have been total rambling garbage and total nonsense. <laughs> he's an okay guy. He's fine. Um, I would he's hate fine. that someone would call this show and leave a rambling voicemail with nonsense. Like he's done for the past, I don't know, like two or three weeks, but he's, he's done it. And fuck you, Carolina. No, he's a good guy. <laughs> I don't know why someone would actually call and leave a rambling nonsense laden voicemail on the Mazodcast listener line. <laughs> All right. Touche, fella. Touche. The irony abounds. Good morning. It's the day following us beating the cocks. It's good to see that Drink owned up to his mistakes earlier in the week and made the necessary changes. The defense was phenomenal, as we all know. Uh, I don't even think they had uh, like 32 or 30 yards rushing, something insane like that. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just, it's great to see, uh, great to see them pull that one out. So yep. with all that Drink being said, five sour grapes, boys, let's get it done. This week is Kentucky, MIZ. Yeah. Drink knows how to handle the cocks. And we all he agree that the, the only thing, uh, that would have made this game any better is shoving a little Mike Cox down the game cocks throat. Yeah. People aren't getting to see my cocks. I think when Drinkwitz was all over the cocks this weekend, my cocks would have like to have been there too but just wasn't there wasn't the case 
little little cock on cock actions. Yeah, you know, beautiful at times. Yeah, it was the weekend of the cocks. I know. Could have been my favorite thing to watch on television is two cocks, the mm. cocks and cocks. Yeah, you know, if we can mm-hmm. have two cocks on my screen at a time. I'm a happy man. And once again, I did hear a reference to the Mayor's Cup earlier, and it's not the Mayor's Cup. We want to change that. It's two Columbia's, one cup. That's the way we want to go with it from now on. <laughs> That's right. That was one of the best games. I mean, it was almost mm. like the football gods were stroking my cock the whole entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I come down to, I come down to very uh, unicorn con. <laughs> It was awesome. It was just like, uh, yeah, this guy's on acid. I was like having an orgasm <laughs> bowl entire night. I was like fucking those chicks and doing all that stuff there. And I was having a lot of fun because the very one. Oh yeah, bitch. That's an orgasm. There are times of billions. What is That's happening like right now? Orgasm I've ever <laughs> had. Buddy, Years, Everybody years. loves ecstasy. This guy's taking it <laughs> I've ever had in eight years. It's since, since that 2014 SEC. Is he crying? Fuck yeah. I think it's Buffalo Bill. Is it Buffalo Bill? Buffalo Bill ain't called a long time. I know Buffalo Bill, and that's not Buffalo Bill. You don't think it's Buffalo Bill? I think it's Buffalo Bill. <laughs> well, you don't think Buffalo Bill is going to. on Twitter. <laughs> you don't think Buffalo Bill's going to call in and leave a 55-second voicemail about coming hard at the South Carolina game? <laughs> she a great big fat person. Was she a great big fat person? <laughs> What's up, boys? Uh, Sunday morning, still pumped up the W yesterday. But I'm sure y'all saw the quote the Drinklets gave out about, you know, the media, you know, praising Bray Cook. They should be doing that instead of talking about putting the backup TV. And, you know, great win. Respect Drinkwood for that. But maybe he shouldn't be talking shit. He is still a 500 football coach right now. Um, so he should no, maybe keep his mouth shut for a little bit longer until he actually has more Ws. I do want the credit without any of the blame. Yeah. <laughs> Tend to agree with that. But uh, Buffalo Bill just left us a minute-long message about coming. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's gonna be tough to remember that if you want to make the show, fans. Yeah, yeah. it's tough to follow watch this that. Game next week. Put the lotion on the skin. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> That's right. It's a tough follow. <laughs> All right. That's uh. That's what the listeners had to say about this. But I think Colin, Caleb, it is time for something that, frankly, like I said, I didn't think we'd have a chance to do all year long and not only do we have a chance to do it i think we're going to have some great sour grapes so let's get into it now for the first and maybe only time in the 2022 season it's time to play sour grapes what you got there sour grapes you got a grip of sour grapes oh them sour grapes you brought them sour grapes sour grapes sour grapes you got them sour grapes oh sour grapes All right. Uh, who wants to get this party started? God, I've got so many, Brennan. Jay Bryan, of course, uh, intrepid and sour grapes reporter. Yeah. Know, forensic he, journalist, as I call him. Yeah, he does a yeoman's um, work. <laughs> yeah. The only job I had, he's doing it for me. So i just going to, I don't know, I'm just looking through these. There's so many of them. I like this one because it's sour grapes from Kentucky. Oh. About, it says Missouri is beating South Carolina 17-0. 
how on earth did we lose to them last week? And that's from Zach Cola. So Kentucky, everybody looks so down on Missouri. They're like, good Lord, they're losing to Missouri. Yeah. How did we lose to them? What if, uh, uh, even though, salad grapes. what if we beat Kentucky? How mad will this guy be then? Uh, oh, but I, I hope we're playing sour grapes all over again. <laughs> we owe Kentucky. Kentucky's had us in games we should have won. We owe them. Yeah, we need to strike. I got one from Derek Nelson at Gamecock Swagga. He says, that was an embarrassment to the game of football. Beamer needs to apologize to every fan who wasted their time and money on this game. Sour grapes. Yeah, and they did have a packed house. Yeah. They had a packed house. They were playing Sandstorm like it was 1993. They were running their towels around. It was great. They were having a good time, and then they worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, enjoy George that. Taylor put, wow, Mizzou is getting some breaks today. Because, of course, of course, if Mizzou wins, it's because of, you know, conspiracy theories. Sour grapes. Yeah. That's a true sour grapes. Are on our, in our pocket. In our pocket. That's where the refs are at. Yeah. <laughs> we always say that. The SEC refs love Missouri. Sorry, Alabama. <laughs> Curtis Calloway said, wow, South Carolina is not prepared for this game. They are being dominated by Missouri. Embarrassing. Salad grapes. You, how embarrassed was he with the first three times? In a- <laughs> yeah, SEC fans have memories of goldfish. Parlay Poppy writes, South Carolina can't beat Mizzou? What the fuck? Salad grapes. <laughs> Needless to say, the parlay didn't cash. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your fourth straight year. Fourth straight year. So uh, you'd think you'd be less shocked at this point. Our friends at the Spurs Up podcast a couple days ago said, can't wait to watch dork Eli Drinkwitz squirm at Willie B Stadium tomorrow. Salad grapes. Not really sour Ooh, grapes. It's sort of. Yeah. South Carolina is. I know. South Carolina sucks. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh. There's another one I've got similar in that vein. It was prior to the game. It says, at Twilly Frost, we're going to destroy Mizzou. Five turnovers, th- defensive score, punt, return, 31-13, but only because they score a TD in garbage time. Yeah, didn't work out that You're way. Dominate us. Yeah. You're going to dominate us. Yeah, I hope he didn't bet on that put, pick. This was during the game. Bud Lightyear wrote, yeah, Missouri not winning this, LOL. That crowd definitely fucking with them now. Yeah, Bud Lightyear. No, no, no. At Tavis wrote, Missouri fucking us up right now. I appreciate that. That's not really sour as much as a a statement of (laughs) Yeah, it's it's rare to see an SEC fan fan acknowledge reality. Uh, (laughs) Max Max Del Mel put, fuck the Missouri kicker. I think even Missouri fans have felt that a little bit this year. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Ashley Eubanks writes, to be honest, I don't even know who our team is right now. This isn't our team. Not to mention the refs are getting paid by Mizzou. Salad grapes. Yes, again, the refs always have Mizzou's back. That is true. That's why this is a great sour grapes week, because that is a sour fucking tweet from losers. (laughs) What's conspiracy excuse ever to? Oh, my God. It's we loser tweet time. To pay the refs. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, Jewish space lasers melted steel beams in the 9-11 towers and uh, Missouri's paying the refs. It's all yeah. part of a conspiracy. In the same Ask breath. Kyrie Irving about it. He knows. He'll tell you. <laughs> in the same breath, they'll call us a poverty program, but you say we're buying off the refs. <laughs> South Park, who went dookie in the urinal? Now, who made dookie in the urinal? Colin Raynor wrote, the only thing worse than watching at Coach Sat lead up the offense is knowing that we're going to lose to that dork Eli Drinkwitz. Again, because he's got glasses. <laughs> That's right. That's their thing. 
He wears glasses, so fuck him. <laughs> Fucking forever. Uh, Cody Gaskins writes, at Coach Beamer, this is on you, my guy. Sour grapes. Yeah, he's an head coach. You're right about that. Sorry. Ange at Guess Who, spelled U-S-C Who, uh, writes, The announcers kept mentioning Mizzou knew every single time whether we were passing or running. They would make a raise the roof motion every time we called a pass play. Every single time. This was in reference to the fact that somebody in a South Carolina message board said Mizzou must have been cheating and stealing their signs. It's the <laughs> only way noticed, that our defense could uh, stop them. The South Carolina fans were tweeting the USC in all caps oh, because I, they're the USC, not the team that you know uh, continually dominates every year. South Carolina is taking the USC, mate. Yeah, South Car- Sorry, South Carolina. USC is the University of Southern California. Nobody thinks about it as South Carolina. In fact, nobody thinks of Columbia as South Carolina either. You've lost four years straight. To that dork drink with. Yeah. At Famously Garnet writes, Oh, the old fake and injury trick by Dorkowitz. Sour grapes. Another uh, Mizzou cheated kind of thing going on. Well, I'll tell you what, I know you guys are not sold on Drinkwitz, but the level of vitriol that he elicits from other fan bases, I think, I, I like. I felt like most games, even well into Barry Odom's third season, you could have asked many Florida and Tennessee fans and said, who's the head coach of the Missouri Tigers? And I'm like, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. It, it was Barry Odom, but they wouldn't have known that. But if you ask him today, like, who's the coach of Missouri? He's like, what's that fucking dork? Drinkowitz with his stupid glasses. Man, I want to punch him right in his stupid face. <laughs> he knows math. We're taking on Drinkowitz. Plenty of us have corn silk hair, you asshole. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's a touchy <laughs> subject for uh, Twink Caleb. At FQ South Carolina writes, fire Satterfield right fucking now. I'm tired of losing to the sorry ass team. Sour grapes. And this is the kind of sour grapes tweet that I always think like, okay, if we're sorry ass, if we suck, what does that make you? You lost yeah. four, four straight to us. What does that make you? Branham put, you are from Missouri, so your life sucks. Whatever makes you feel good, y'all can't even have a homecoming parade. I don't even know what this means. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't either. But it's... Sour grapes. Devin Nunez writes, Fuck Mizzou. Fuck the whole shitty state. Sour grapes. <laughs> That's my kind of sour grapes. That's your favorite hey, thing. Fuck Mizzou. Spell it, buddy. We'll take you serious. <laughs> At Ahsoka Tano wrote, Fuck Satterfield and fuck Mizzou. Sour grapes. Good stuff. This is a good one, Colin. Again, uh, this gets into a new brand of sour grapes, which I like because it means they're really up in their feelings. It's the etiquette sour grapes. The taunting that Mizzou football players were allowed to get away with by SEC officials and their coaches show just why they're on a roller coaster this season. A hush with a finger at the crowd is one thing. Grabbing the towel of an opposing QB and taunting the crowd? That's foul. (laughs) Sour grapes. I love it. I love it. The woe is me pearl clutching because of the sandstorm towel thing. Fuck off, loser. This towel got waved in the air. And her eyes were raped by it. Well, it goes further, Colin, because at David Garnett, Black writes, same player was taunting cheerleaders leaving the field. If you cannot control that player from showing his rear end, who on the team can you control? 
That's what, what was. What's he going to do with Tennessee stuffs forty on taunts them with Rocky Top all night? Probably cry like you're crying. Sour grapes. What was his Twitter name? Uh, David Garnett and Black. About to say if it was Kevin Garnett, how are you going to have that Twitter name and be the biggest <laughs> puss on the internet? <laughs> Close. Oh, it goes further. There's a whole thread, Colin. And she was guess who, a USC guess who, writes, also threw one of their water bottles at the student section. I mean, if they want to battle our student section with slinging water bottles, let's go. Well, I think (laughs) she might not remember uh, Drew Locke. Who uh, got ch- a water bottle chucked to him, turned around and drank out of it because South Carolina's a bunch of pussies. Of course they don't remember, Brendan. They don't remember last year or the year before that or apparently the year before that. Goldfish memory. <laughs> I'm a betting man and I would bet the Mizzou football team could take the entire South Carolina student section if we're really going to get down to it. <laughs> Yeah, especially if they're allowed to keep their helmets. Gone. The, yeah. the same. The etiquette tweets continue from Lorenza eighty. I don't mind the taunting. It's the incident where their player slugged Nate Atkins and wasn't ejected for it. That I have a problem with. Salad grapes. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Now um, hold on. Yeah. Now we're not beating hell. Hold on a second while I make this hostess's life miserable. <laughs> That's right. I'm watching this game in my home with my children. Um, okay, and it culminates with this etiquette tweet, which goes off the deep end into true sour grapes lunatic category from David Garnet and Black again. It says, while I agree about playing better. Somebody wrote, basically, if we played better, you wouldn't have to worry about taunting. He says, well, I agree about playing better, that taunting is the type of stuff that creates bigger issues, fighting on the field, drunk idiots, killing each other, etc. Fans feed off the players as much as players do off the fans, especially students. Okay, so this is a leap to go from waving a towel around (laughs) to murder. His, look, us waving a towel around could lead to murder lizard people jewish space lasers yeah there's a lot of conspiracies going south carolina (laughs) took this hard steel beams it's all (laughs) there it's all there well it goes a different direction now colin and talking about we are deep into the jet fuel steel beam era (laughs) at cocky faithful writes should have beat him like michigan state beat that dude Sour <laughs> we'll get into that later. Wow. Yeah. So they think that uh, the guy who waved a towel should have been beaten with a helmet. Um, <laughs> these grapes got sour, man. Mango, by the way. <laughs> these things got sour. <laughs> Mitch wrote, we really going to lose four straight to Mizzou? Man, shake my head. Hashtag grapes. Colin, do you want to answer him? Just, you know yes, you? yes. You're going to lose four straight to Missouri. Yeah, yeah. You're right about that. I'm just glad that we're not the only one counting. Danny D wrote, I hope Mizzou appreciates that we're making them look way better than they actually are. For four years straight. Sound yeah. great. He didn't love that part. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Again, another one from David Garner and Black, who was way up in his feelings. Mizzou fans, jaws flapping. Congrats on the win. However, try to have a little class, unlike your football players. If it was... On the other foot, you'd be crying and making excuses like you'd done almost every other game. Salad grapes. So here he is crying and moaning and bitching, tweet after tweet after tweet, saying hypothetically that if we had lost, which we'll never know about because we've beaten them year after year after year, <laughs> we would be the ones crying. He's Talk about projecting. Little guy's fucking yeah, well, 
accusing us of doing the very thing he's doing over and over and over again. David, guard it in black. You're a pussy. <laughs> every you know, every South Carolina accusation is a is an, is a confession. <laughs> That's true. When uh, when uh, Rattler said that he was coming to South Carolina, we really should have saved those tweets and read them this week. Oh God! I mean, they thought they were you know competing yeah. for national championship, getting a guy that literally lost a starting spot at Oklahoma. Yeah, they were booking hotel rooms. Well, you guys know how good yeah. Oklahoma is, so. Yeah, they're totally not getting roasted again this year. Palmer King wrote, Muck Fazoo. <laughs> oh, well, you see how he changed the first yeah, letter of the like word? Latin or something, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sour great. That's a clever one. Big Shittles wrote, funny, the refs want to call all these penalties on USC, not what your name is, it's South Carolina, in the first half to ensure they've already lost. But in the second half, they don't need to call anything because they know USC, again, you're South Carolina, USC, is in the position to lose the game. Ha ha, Mizzou holds on every run play, every one. Sour grapes. And then Rooster Circles comes in right behind me and goes, me. He's quoting himself. Refs do not care who wins. Me watching this shit, these officials are definitely, clearly Mizzou plants. <laughs> Sour grapes. Mizzou plants, just like the... Uh, microchip that was implanted in this guy's arm with the vaccine he got. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah, they rode the bus in with the team. <laughs> Y'all won, but trust me, Columbia, South Carolina is the better Columbia. I'll tell you what, I guarantee you, I don't know how much you want to bet on it. This guy has never been to Columbia, Missouri with this bold proclamation. It always comes from these lunatics who have never managed to get 30 minutes from where their he's mother shat them out. I said he's probably cl- never even been to Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> he probably true. lives in some backwater fucking bird that nobody's ever heard of, and he just roots for them. That's what I'm saying. These guys, their their mother shits them out of their gaping, stinking hatchet wound in bumfuck South Carolina, and then they sort of make proclamations about places they've never been. Go to Silver Ball once and tell me Columbia, Missouri sucks. <laughs> That's right. Fuck you. We got silver ball. <laughs> Southwife! <laughs> All right. God, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, we should because it's probably not going to last. Yeah, we need to soak in those sour grapes. And the reality is, thank you to Jay Bryan because he gave us shitloads more that, much like yeah, the two minute I, voicemails, this could have gone on forever. I honestly, yeah. Jay, if you're listening, and I know that you are. Man, you pick the best of the best because, like, it's so many. Like, I'm sure we left some heaters in there. No, I don't want to give him um, any advice. I appreciate everything he's done, and he he was doing it on the fly, like live, real time. Yeah. And it's our job to curate, right? Like, we got to do something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, do we really though? <laughs> like this tip, this grade A Colin material is like you worked his ass off, give us a thousand. He's like, hey man, uh, just pick the best for me because I don't want to lift. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lift a fucking finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got it. That's too much. <laughs> Unapologetically lazy. Yeah, yeah that's you right. You guys, uh, most of you probably don't know this, but Colin's a huge piece of shit. I know him personally. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can back that up. That is true. Colin is yeah. a massive, massive piece of shit. Uh, all right. On that note, let's go around. I've never claimed to be anything else. We, we, we break our bread and waffle house. Our teams are pretty good. Even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. 
loves football. And Colin, it's time for you to boot up the old Paul Feinbot. Here we go. Alabama, Alabama, Nick Saban. All right. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. Let's get started. All right. Uh, Alabama actually had the bye week, so sorry to tell you that, Paul. Reboot. Yeah. Uh, but let's <laughs> get into some of the other SEC games that happened this weekend. Florida versus Georgia. Number one, Georgia was playing the Gators in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. And it was not much of a game. Georgia started scoring early and off and, and ended up whooping the Gators 42 to 20. <laughs> we should have beat Florida. They are no match for Georgia. And frankly, we gave Georgia a better game. Yep, that's true. I don't know what to make of it. Florida is now four and four on the season. Should be three and five. Georgia's eight and oh and remains in the top spot. Tennessee, another. One of the top teams in the SEC took on Kentucky, Missouri's next opponent. Kentucky's number 19. Uh, this was not good for Kentucky. 44-6 to six, Tennessee. <laughs> I'm uh, curious to see if Tennessee starts moving up the way they're playing these teams, too, because they are flat-out destroying people. Honestly, I don't think Kentucky is all that much better than Carolina. And I think any team we play, including Georgia, has had fits with our defense. Mizzou, despite having a marginal quarterback at best, you know, if he just plays fine, as we've said, we can beat Kentucky with this defense. I'm not sure about that. And the the difference is too is South Carolina seen Kentucky's backup. We're going to see Kentucky's starter, that Will Levis or whatever his name is. South Carolina got their back. I mean, it was the perfect storm for South Carolina, where we will at least play their starters. I don't agree. Yeah, Tennessee is, I mean, just fucking absolutely clobbering people. Eight no, they're number three in the country. They are bitching about that ranking. They think they deserve to jump Georgia and go up into the number one spot. But you know what? They're never going to do that because they know Tennessee and Georgia have to face each other next weekend. And so if you yeah, want to get that, yeah, you want to get that number one spot, they're going to make you earn it. And uh, so be yep. it. That's the way it ought to be. Ole Miss played Texas A&M at Kyle Field in College Station. Ole Miss, number 15 in the country. This is one that I bet on. Caleb, did you bet this one too? I ended up not taking it. Okay. Stayed with Arkansas. It got closer than I wanted it to, but Ole Miss was a two-point favorite. They won by three, 31 to 28. A&M is now three and five. Jimbo Fisher, God, his seat is fiery hot. The only thing keeping him in College Station is that $95 million buyout. And Lane Kiffin wins a good road victory in conference over AM. I don't I mean, Old Miss is now eight and one, but every time they play, I'm like, yeah, they're barely squeaking by when yeah. they play the good teams. So they're all offense. Yeah. And even their offense was a little dodgy this weekend, but they had enough for Texas AM. And then uh another game that is important to Missouri fans. Arkansas no longer ranked as they are uh, going in four and three went against Auburn into Auburn, a team that we should have beaten against a team that we hope to beat Arkansas. And that offense of theirs was too much for Auburn. 41 27 was the final Arkansas comes away. The winner. I mean, when I watch this game, all it makes me do is think about what that post Thanksgiving game is going to be like for us. And if we have a chance and the numbers that Arkansas puts up on offense is what really scares me. 41 in this case. I think we do have a chance. I mean, I we mean, have a chance. I'm not saying we don't have a chance, but 
any team that puts up a lot of points, be it Arkansas or Tennessee, scares me because we have to match those points. Yeah. Well, I've seen more trash Brady Cook than I've seen the Brady Cook of today. The Brady Cook of today shows up against Arkansas. Our defense might be good enough to get us a win. But I just Brady Cook's going to have to do this more consistently than he did the other yes. part before I buy into it. Because like I know what I've seen. A, I've seen a lot of terrible games and one good game. I'm just not ready to crown us just yet. What I really want is for the Arkansas game to not matter too much. Because if we beat Kentucky, and of course don't have an epic collapse against New Mexico State, we're bowl eligible. And then it's just a matter of what bowl we get when we play Arkansas. If we don't beat Kentucky, then we have to beat Arkansas. And the whole season's on the line at that point. I don't really want to be there, but it, it's highly possible we could be there. And so It would take an epic collapse, too, because I don't know if you guys have seen any New Mexico State games, but they are fucking awful. Colin's a big fan, actually. He watches everything. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I, m- I missed half the Mizzou game this week because I was watching New Mexico State. <laughs> I knew that. All right. Well, let's move on to next week. And uh, it's getting real. Now we're getting into the later part of the season. Florida, now 4-4, four and four, coming off the loss to Georgia, will be taking on Texas A&M, coming off the loss to Ole Miss. Both teams struggling. This one is, again, in Kyle Field. It's the 11 o'clock ESPN game. Texas A&M is favored by three, I guess just in lieu of being the home team. Who do you guys think yeah. got this one? Who cares? They're both <laughs> shit burgers this year. That is the true answer, but since we're picking games, we'd like you to pick a team. I'm going to go with Florida. I mean, A&M is losing to everybody all the time. Yeah, they are. A&M's at home, though, and I feel like at some point they do have a lot of talent, and eventually at some point one of them might accidentally do something positive. I think I'll go with A&M on this, eating the three. I already said last week, I was like, oh, A&M's got so many athletes, and a and this, and a and that. Oh, a and just sucks. Yeah. They are poorly coached. They are in disarray. They are trash. Twink Caleb, what do you say? <sighs> I guess I'll take A&M because they're home, and that's all I'm going off of. Paul, what do you like? Florida. Okay. Moving on to a junk game. Arkansas is playing number 23, Liberty. The only thing interesting about this game, one, is that somehow Liberty is ranked, and two, it's coached by Friend of the show, Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Friend of the show, yeah. Arkansas is this is a home game for them. They're favored by two touchdowns. Liberty's ranked. They're seven and one. Arkansas's five and three. Do you think Liberty survives this one? No. What about it's the so spread? frustrating to me too? You're gonna rank Liberty and then have them, you know, Arkansas's favored by two touchdowns. What's the point of ranking a shit team? We get it, they've only lost one game. They can't hang with an SEC team. Quit ranking these fucking bastards. Well, I mean, in the age of the playoffs, the rankings are increasingly irrelevant, right? And so yeah. it, it's it's sort of just like, good for, good for you. Good for you. Good for you, you little guys. You're seven and one. Good yeah. for you. Thanks. Thanks. And maybe it's just a, a, a jerk off to Hugh Freeze so he can get a better job and get the fuck out of Liberty. <laughs> Arkansas uh, will roll. Arkansas He's will roll. He's the only SEC coach that ever slid into our DMs, though. Yeah, it's true enough. We have them up on Patreon. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, it was, it was just stuff like you up, you out, yeah, stuff we, like that. We have the receipts. <laughs> yeah, I think Arkansas yeah. is going to roll. Apparently he thought we were, uh, we were four higher prostitutes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And we kind of are. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, I mean was, for money. if he was offering enough money, I, I do butt stuff with you, Freeze. Paul, who do you like in this game? Arkansas takes us to Alabama now, number six in the country. Nick Saban's going to hate that against 
Number 15, LSU, now 6-2. and two. It's in Death Valley. Bama's favored by 13 points. Caleb? LSU is going to die. That number six is going to uh, cause all the havoc. They are not going to let that stick around. You think 13 is not enough? Oh, I, I would, think I don't. will absolutely destroy them. Colin. I agree. I mean, I'm not going to speak for Caleb, or, but you know that could be a lot of lead pipe lock in a week. You don't ever know. It's a lot of lead pipe. Oh, Percy, what would your mother say? You know, you we'll, know. we'll have to look at some scores, but I like Saban Bam. hates a six. When's the last time Saban's seen a six? He's going to destroy these bastards. Yeah, I think LSU is a much more flawed team than their ranking gives them credit for. I think uh, Bama will roll too. Paul, do I even need to ask you? Alabama, Alabama, Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Alabama. Yeah, okay, we get it. We get it, yeah. Paul likes Bama. Mississippi State will be hosting Auburn. Mississippi State has fallen out of the rankings. Now they're 5-3. and three. I think they're coming off a bye week. Auburn is 3-5. and five. Should be 2-6, and six, as we all know. Uh, Mississippi State is favored by 10.5 at home. Who do you like in this one, Caleb? Honestly, I guess Mississippi State just because Auburn's absolutely trash. 10.5 is tough, but Mississippi State's going to win for sure. I'll go with Mississippi State. I can't believe that Brian Harson has lasted this long. I can't either. He should have been fired at the beginning of this season. There's, he was a dead man walking. In he should have been hired in the offseason. That's what they I mean. They didn't that's want him. Why did they bring him back? I don't know, because what could they have expected? Three and five is honestly better than what they could have expected. The way they've dogged this guy, it's a disaster at Auburn. I think Mississippi State, uh, while they're not ranked anymore, I think they're a surprisingly good team. Yeah. And these are the kind of games that Mike Leach wins. They're sort of irrelevant games, but this is how he ends up with like nine and ten win seasons, and you didn't even realize it. I like Mississippi State. Paul, who you got? Auburn. It's not surprising either. South Carolina coming off their devastating loss to Missouri will face Vanderbilt in Nashville. South Carolina is actually giving seven and a half points to Vandy. South Carolina looked like trash. Frankly, Vandy didn't look that bad against us. I don't know. Seven and a half is the, the number. Caleb, what do you think in this one? I mean, Vandy could easily win this game. Honestly, I think South Carolina will win and cover just because Vanderbilt's bad. We showed up really poorly against Vanderbilt. Most teams are going to destroy them. I yeah. think South Carolina will. If Brady Cook would have played like he did this week against Vanderbilt, yeah. we would have won by three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I I think that South Carolina is reeling. I think – I don't know if you saw that uh, Bell kid, that tight end, that four-star tight end that everybody loves over oh, there in God, South Carolina. His family's the worst. His family's going nuts <laughs> and going on to the – Going after the offensive coordinator, going after Beamer. That's the kind of disarray that like sinks teams midseason. I think South Carolina wins wins this game, but I think that they don't cover. I, I'm always love shocked at those lose. at those parents who behave this way, especially when a kid gets to college age. Like, just how out of touch with reality are you when you're on Twitter bashing the head coach of the Division One SEC college football team yeah. that your son plays for, and then you're. All your friends are doing. I don't know if you went down that rabbit hole, Brennan, but like his uncle's like time to move on. Like yeah. all this. I mean, he, they were saying some shit. I'm just like, you guys are fucking nuts. Not only does this make you look like a bunch of fucking horses asses to the current program, who, you realize that you're going to be shopping him in the transfer portal. Who's going to want to put up with your fucking asses? I know. He better Colin, be good you because you guys lock suck. in your douche of the week. 
<laughs> no, not yet. We'll get to douche the week, but his mom is a humongous douche. Yeah. His uncle. <laughs> I actually tweeted out that some of her rantings and ravings and wrote, Oh, things are well, Mizzou has caused chaos down there in South Carolina. And she, she fired back at us and wrote, you better mind your own business. And I was like, look lady, you're putting your shit in the public sphere. You're putting it on fucking Twitter. If you don't want, if you want people to mind their own business, pretty easy way to fucking solve that. Get off of fucking Twitter. Yeah, no, be happier than the South Carolina fan. <laughs> Paul, who do you like in this one? South Carolina. And then that takes us to the really the game of the week and maybe the game of the season in the SEC. Yeah, Number one, Georgia at home, 8-0, will host number two in the country, Tennessee. Georgia is favored by eight and a half points in this one. Caleb, who do you got? And what will determine the East and what likely may determine who's the best team in the country going towards the national championship. Home field makes a huge difference in college, but I tell you what, eight and a half is too much. I hate to admit it, but Tennessee is legit. Their quarterback, if not he's the favorite for Heisman, he should be. That guy is legit. It's going to be a game. It's going to be must-watch TV. So are you saying Georgia's going to lose, or are you saying they're just not going to cover? Ah, they're definitely not going to cover but third home, I if I've got to pick a winner, Georgia will win. But I would not be surprised to see Tennessee win either. It's going to be a game. That's talking out of both sides of your mouth, calling who you yeah, like. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Tennessee. I backed off of them when I picked them against Alabama. I'm not going to scare myself away from it again. I'm going to say they they have been they've been a wrecking crew with everybody they've played. And the best team, one of the best teams in the country, Alabama couldn't. Couldn't knock them down. They're going to be riding sky high. I saw what this Georgia team can do against Missouri. You know, they can lay an egg. In Tennessee, everybody talks about their offense, but their defense is not bad. Yeah. No. And so I'm I'm, uh, I'm going with Tennessee. Well, and maybe my opinion is colored based on what I saw in the Missouri game as well because Georgia looked pretty flawed against Missouri, and it's not the only game. I think they didn't look great against Kent State the week before they played Missouri. That being said, I know they're a great football team. They're defending national champions. But, and this pains me greatly to say, I think Tennessee might win this game as well. And I'm going to have to go ahead and pick the Vols and Josh Tennessee reminds me of Buffalo in the NFL and that if Tennessee brings their A game, I can probably beat anybody. But it's a big if. And their QB can throw and run, being good at both, especially in college. Like Brady Cook you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, kind (laughs) of the opposite. Yeah. All right, Paul, who do you like in this one? Georgia. Yeah, he likes the traditional powers. Uh, okay, well, then, of course, that takes us to the Missouri-Kentucky game. I don't know. Missouri is, like I said, the two-point underdog in this one. We are hosting the Wildcats. I, and the Wildcats are sort of reeling from their you know embarrassing loss to Tennessee. They're 5-3. and three. Missouri's now 4-4. Four and four. Again, if Missouri's going to get another conference win this year, and I would have never thought it possible before the Vanderbilt game that we would have had but one conference win, Kentucky's where we're going to see it, I think. It's virtually a pick em with Kentucky getting the two points. God damn it, I want to pick Missouri. I'm, I'm going to pick Missouri. Missouri. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Fucking defensive line and, and Hopper in the middle of the linebackers, they're going to put pressure on whatever quarterback ends up starting for Kentucky, even if it is their, their, their stud. Spencer Rattler is not a stud, but he is a mobile quarterback, and he didn't do much to damage to us because Missouri is so quick into the backfield. They really even eliminate some sort of the uh, the mobile quarterback stuff a little bit. 
you know, if Blake Baker's as smart as I think he is, he's probably going to have a spy uh, on the quarterback anyway. Like, if Brady Cook will just show up and play this game like he did this week, if he'll fine. be fine, we could we could win this game. Well, I think Will Levis is not 100% yet. I think the Kentucky oh. star quarterback is not right yet, and that's a huge factor. I agree with Colin. We get a fine Brady Cook, we're going to be just fine. I mean, you got to stop the run game, Rodriguez, which we know, Mizzou knows him well. And we have the defense to match him well this year. I mean, it's a winnable game, very winnable. Paul, who do you think can win this one? Kentucky. Yeah. Not shocked to hear it. It'll be a big one for both of these teams. I think Kentucky had marked Missouri as an automatic W on their schedule before the season even started, and Missouri desperately needs it to stay in the bowl hunt. So uh, 11 a.m. SEC Network, Faroe Field in Columbia, Saturday. Okay, that'll do it for Around the Horn. All right, and that takes us to, I think, our most time-honored, legendary segment we've done on the show since day one back in 2014, eight years ago. It's time for Kansas news. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Uh, First story of the day, Kansas man arrested for allegedly circulating fake money, which is interesting because as we all know, it's long been established, the currency of Kansas is prairie dog pelts. That's right. I didn't know. How do you fabricate that? Yeah. What do they call fake furs, Brennan? Isn't there like a word for that? A merkin? (laughs) I'm not sure that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's real fur. That's a fake fur. That's a fake fur burger. That's right. Wichita, Kansas. Tanner Mora of Arkansas City, Kansas, has been arrested for allegedly passing counterfeit money around the community. The Arkansas City Police Department says that it got several reports from local businesses and vendors at the Arkalala Festival about fake $20 and $100 bills. They say that Mora had some counterfeit money as well as marijuana, methamphetamines, and drug paraphernalia. Seems like the fake money shouldn't have led the story. Yeah, at some point it was like somebody took a took the money and was like, hey, this is possum fur. <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to do here, fella? Yeah, this, this is not a real prairie dog. This is possum fur. And also, why do you have all the drugs? They are also asking business owners to and cashiers to inspect any bills larger than 20s. So I'm sure there's like they're getting like $47 bills from this guy, and they're like, I thought it was, <laughs> thought it was real, man. I thought this was a real 47. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kansas. I mean, how did how does a Kansan inspect currency? I don't know. They, I would. I'd be. I bet you if this you saw the story in the paper that the money he's passing around is probably like they got that Burger King king on it. Like yeah. it's, a, it's some sort of promotional dollar bills that they gave away at Burger King at some point. Yeah, it's monopoly like, money. It says one hundred thousand pickle cheese and egg biscuits. Yeah, I thought it was good for you know at least sixty or seventy bucks. Yeah, I sold my truck for it. <laughs> yeah, and you know how they use like a blue light to inspect to see if it's a real twenty. You know, in Kansas, that's like black magic. They don't even believe in that. Yeah. Uh, all right, next story. Southwest Kansas man jailed for restaurant knife attack. And 
Finley County, Kansas law enforcement authorities are investigating a violent knife attack at a McDonald's in Garden City, Kansas, and have a suspect in custody. Just after 3.30 on Wednesday, police were dispatched to a McDonald's on Taylor Avenue in Garden City for a fight that was in progress. Upon arrival, officers located a woman and two men standing outside the business and learned one of the men had been stabbed. The investigation revealed that three individuals were shopping in Garden City when they were confronted by a man known to them identified as 33-year-old Adam Barnett. The three individuals... They also know him as... Stabby McStabberson. So they probably should have known something. That's his nickname. It would have tipped him off. There's old Stabby. The three individuals fled the confrontation in their vehicle with Barnett attempting to follow them. The three believed they had lost Barnett and stopped to eat at a McDonald's. Barnett then oh, arrived. Man, this guy was on him. He arrived he at the McDonald's a short time later, exited the vehicle with a knife in his hand, and began walking toward the restaurant. The two men met Barnett in the parking lot, and a physical altercation ensued. The fight continued inside the business, near the restroom, where the woman was hiding. One of the men attempted to stop Barnett from entering the restroom when Barnett stabbed him. The fight was broken up, and Barnett then fled the area in his vehicle. EMS transported the 32-year-old male stabbing victim to St. Catherine Hospital, where he was treated and released for his injury. Police later located Barnett and took him into custody on charges of aggravated battery, aggravated assault, stalking, and criminal use of a weapon. No other injuries were reported. Stabbings in McDonald's in Kansas. I mean, I don't feel like it's really newsworthy. I feel like that's pretty par for the course. I feel like the ball pits in the Kansas McDonald's fun places are like just riddled with dried blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's if they reported every stabbing in a Kansas McDonald's, that's all the newspaper story. No other news. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's uh, you wouldn't know what's going on in Ukraine right now. There'd be no, <laughs> there'd be no room for it. Trust me, the people of Kansas do not know what's going on in Ukraine right now. <laughs> Kansas man prosecuted for death threat against politician. Seems like totally normal Kansas behavior. Topeka, Kansas, a northeastern Kansas man is facing a felony charge for threatening to kill one of the state's congressmen, but his trial has been postponed indefinitely so a federal judge can decide whether he is too mentally ill to help his lawyers or follow what's going on in court. Federal prosecutors contend in court documents that Chase Neal, 31 of Lawrence, Kansas, developed a fixation on Republican Representative Jake LaTurner, who represents the eastern Kansas district. Neal is accused of threatening to kill LaTurner in a voicemail message left at his office and continued to make threatening calls the following day. A magistrate said later that month, in ordering Neal to remain in custody, that he had threatened other members of Congress. The others had not been named, and Neal is charged only with threatening LaTurner. A hearing is scheduled for November 8th, Election Day. Neal's trial initially was set to begin in September, but a U.S. District Judge granted a request for both sides to have Neal's mental health examined. There's a reasonable cause to believe Mr. Neal has a mental disease and that mental disease renders him unable to assist properly in his own defense, Teeter wrote in the two-page uh, order. Uh, wanting to kill politicians is uh, warrants uh, you know, like a mental evaluation and possible uh, incarceration. Then my entire Facebook timeline is going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's how we vote now, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Colin, I do feel like that's just how Kansans vote. You know, you just the the yeah. the candidate you don't like, you just murder. Yeah, it's like the purge. Whoever's left standing at the end gets to be congressman. <laughs> that's right. And uh, unfortunately, the Kansas Jayhawks didn't get to play this weekend, so we don't get to report on their uh, hilarious goings on. So that'll do. That'll wrap us up for this week's Kansas news. 
Okay, guys, that takes us to our final two exciting segments of the show. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair, Player of the Game. This takes some doing. I mean, we talked about a lot of the guys, and, Con, you're mentioning some of the people on defense who had good games, and I'm just thinking, like, fuck, this defense is loaded with stars. Like, I, this is a star-laden defense. I mean, we mentioned Hopper late into the show, and he's one of the best players on the defense. But, fuck, Rakestraw, Abrams, Drain, McGuire, you just name, name after name. And that's just the defense ended. Dominic Lovett was a fucking beast in this game. Yeah. Cody Schrader. Targets, 10 receptions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Where do you guys go with this? I mean, I don't know. It's It was a team effort. It's Lovett or McGuire for me. I don't know. what I just I want to name the, a defensive player because they just – it's so easy to give these Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game awards, you know, to offensive players because everything's flashy and beautiful just like Kirk's hair. But <laughs> yeah. um, at the end of the day, what what's, what's winning football games and making this team competitive is that defense. So I don't know. You guys you guys tell me. It's it's I agree with both. It's hard not to go McGuire just because he showed out, but also love it. It's just been I mean he leads the SEC lead. in receiving. He's number two. Yeah, I literally thought, right? still with they said he's possibly I thought he the worst down. quarterback in the SEC. Yeah, it's no shit. What he's doing? Yeah, maybe he's, he's leading practically got nobody at all throwing to him, and he's still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and right. he's a, he's only a junior. Yeah. And he's gonna him and Burden will be back next year. And if anybody else, hopefully Sam Horn, can just be a serviceable quarterback with any regularity, one would hope that uh, with Lovett and Burden that we will be a handful for uh, SEC secondaries next year. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the thumb is always on the scale for offensive players when we name players of the game. But Lovett had a fucking great game, you know. So I, yeah, I'm 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 inclined to give it to him. Yeah, oh, I'm Dominic Lovett, you deserve it, man. You you probably should have gotten more of these, but you are this week's Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. And that takes us to our final segment of the show, and I think this is maybe one of the easier weeks to name this. It is uh, once again time for. TJ Mo, Dude of the Week. Yeah, guys, I mean, I sent you all a message, and I know that you all had already read the story, but uh, the Michigan-Michigan State game, something happened after that was over, and uh, the Michigan State players, they basically lost their fucking shit and gang-tackled some Michigan player in the tunnel and, I don't know, not only beat him mercilessly, defenselessly, but did I see a helmet being used as a weapon against him? Yes, we sure right did. To the back of the skull, brother. Yep, yep. I, I was initially saw the headline, and it was like uh, Jim Harbaugh declares this to be assault. And I was like, oh, Jim Harbaugh's being such a bitch. Yeah, he's, he's a douche in his own right. Yeah, like that's why I thought I was like, "Oh, John Harbaugh, such a turd!" Like, incorrect. It's probably nothing. He's just making a big deal of it because he's John Harbaugh. Incorrect. And then I looked at it like, "No, that's that's assault. that is assault. That is a, that's definitely assault. assault. Yeah. That's assault, brother." Even though I think his name's Jim. Yeah, there you go. That's his brother, John. Yeah, you're an NFL guy. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fucking brutal, and I just as you always see, whether it's politics or sports, the the Michigan state fans were actually defending the behavior saying that the guy was uh, taunting them or ran into the tunnel and asking yeah, for it. He asked for it. Yeah. And I'm just he like, should have totally got 34 hands and fists or fist and feet to him. And I'm just like, man, why can't people just not be fucking shitty, terrible humans and just like stop being so fucking tribal and just admit when a guy on their side sucked balls and 
Michigan State, you all suck balls. You should not have. First of all, if you're in a fight where there's like 12 guys against one, the side that has the 12 guys. I don't guys, care what the other guy did. Yeah, you're in the wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not. Re- there's nothing you can say to excuse that behavior. And uh, yet, Michigan State fans were trying to do it because people are just fucking terrible. One of the videos I watched, like, you didn't even know a Michigan player was in it. You just seen yeah. that Michigan State was looking down, curb stomping somebody. And then this guy <laughs> gets up and walks away from it, which was mind blowing. But, yeah, which yeah, shows you what terrible even... beaters they are. <laughs> it was incredible. I was like, holy shit. Honestly, it really could have gone wrong. What if they had like, knocked him unconscious or something? Imagine that new yeah, story. It, His yeah, lifeless really body laying in the tunnel, worse. surrounded by Michigan State players, you know, blood on the ground. Like, it could have been. I mean, honestly, it should be. I don't know what the punishment should be, but. It needs to be severe. Well, I, mean, I think it goes it literally beyond is assault. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It goes beyond the NCAA and college football. Like the cops need to be involved, and they are. Like law enforcement is Whoa. now investigating this because any other. The thing about sports world is like, wh- who was it a week ago when some player just like cold cocked a fan that ran onto the field? Was it? Do you remember this? It should have been a douche of the week then. It's, uh, what's his name from the Raiders? Devonta Adams shoved that dude down uh, after the Chiefs game, and that dude sued Devonta and for assault and something else. And yeah, I remember I, it was like the same week that something else happened. Yeah, there was a photographer that yeah. knocked down by maybe Tennessee. Play. I can't remember, but anyway, yeah, that was Devonta. That was the photographer. Yeah, and so. You know, especially when it happens off the field, like people look at these things a different way, but like any other aspect of your life, the law enforcement would be involved, right? Like this is fucking, you can't just beat people. This is, we're trying to have a society here, people. Well, here's my thing too, is you watch that corner for Michigan, uh, just get absolutely beat down by Michigan state and he gets up and walks off from it. So does his draft stock just skyrocket at that point? (laughs) NFL team watching that video. I think uh, he's got grit. Who's that internet guy that gets in all the W or the MMA fights? I think he'll challenge him next. Yeah, yeah, Jake Paul with the fighting next week. <laughs> it's Jake Paul's turn now. Yeah. So said nobody can beat him like Brent, that. Kid. Yeah, Michigan State's definitely the douche of the week, but but pumpkin patches and corn mazes are definitely a close runner up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the time we set aside for Colin to let some steam off. Is that is that where we are right now? God. Well, I just hey, Colin, I please to to explain to me your uh, $20 oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it, first of all, is it really that expensive to get into a fucking no, corn maze? No, it's $10 ahead. But, these, but when you have oh 30 kids, Caleb, it takes it costs I don't a know why I would get into this still on the show, but I mean, it just have you this 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 new notion that we're all going to be like embrace the I don't know, like this fall country living. It's all just like a magnolia tv or whatever they call that or hgtv just threw up all over missouri but now every 13 feet there's a fucking pumpkin patch or a corn maze and women want to drag you to them and they're the worst and it's like oh yeah i've seen hay bales before oh corn when's everybody ever seen corn before (laughs) it's amazing look it's corn and only ten dollars to play in a big corn litter box (laughs) oh my god it just it's like pumpkin spice latte culture has got to stop this <laughs> pumpkins are not that cool there's no reason to waste an they entire wonderful saturday of college football watching with a pumpkin patch there just never has been there never will be a reason to go to a pumpkin patch Brennan. Well, they're just not 
And this also, I think it speaks to the fact that Colin hates his family and he was forced to spend time with them in an environment. I don't hate my family. I love my family as long as they're doing things that I want to do. Sure. Well, I think that's accurate. (laughs) I will say the thing about pumpkin that I think is uh, it's had good marketing. People don't like pumpkin. They like cinnamon. And that cinnamon and nutmeg, (laughs) you know what I mean? Cinnamon and nutmeg. The the spice of pumpkin spice is cinnamon, right? Like it's so... You could put anything with cinnamon and nutmeg in it and call it pumpkin spice without an ounce of pumpkin. And nobody would be the wiser <laughs> because people don't give a fuck about pumpkin. And I, that's a different rant. But uh, Colin did just unload on, to me about how his wife was dragging him to a pumpkin patch and that he offered to go out and buy $16 worth of bagged corn at the local exchange and dump it into a kiddie <laughs> yeah. pool yeah. and say, how about we yeah. do this instead yeah. and I can watch college football. I just want to be like, Susan, all the things we're paying for, these hay bales over here, hey, guess what? My dad's got 3,500 of them over here in this field. The kids want to go play on them. Oh, and see that that, that um, MFA exchange over there? I'll go buy three bags of whole corn. We'll pour it in a kiddie pool. That other barn's got square bales in it. We can do the whole thing. We can do the whole, I've even got a tractor and a wagon if you guys want to pull it around. Like we, we can do this. We don't need to spend money on it. I promise you we don't need to spend money on it. When it comes down to it, Colin, we all know what it's about. It's for the picture. Same yeah. reason everyone drives to Herman. It's the Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah. all for the picture. It's as soon as you get your pictures taken, you can go home. Well, Colin also yeah. told me. Well, I'm Coleman- mean, part of it because my wife never puts me in any of the pictures. She likes to pretend <laughs> I'm dead. She tells people I'm dead. Well, sure. you've got a face for a podcast. So <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. He, Colin also told me it, it all culminates in buying a sixteen dollar jar of jam that isn't as good <laughs> as Smuckers. <laughs> well, <laughs> To be fair, Colin uh, told his wife, asked his wife, you know, uh, what's the difference between jelly and jam? And then <laughs> he uh, showed her that night. <laughs> yeah, because I can't jelly my cock down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's a good note to end <laughs> Douche of the Week on. Douche of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. That digression must end. So, yeah. so like we all agreed, Colin just won it. <laughs> so everybody feel sorry for Colin. He had to spend one and a half hours with his children <laughs> at a pumpkin patch on a lovely fall Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just right. his weekend to have them. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. On a on a much lighter note, congratulations to the Tigers. Let's beat those fucking Wildcats on Saturday. M-I-Z. D-O-U. You probably don't know this, but Colin's a huge piece of shit. I know him personally. (laughs)